Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott. Oilers Now brought to you daily by Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Coming up in this hour, our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Uh, we will also hear from our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, we will get to our North Division report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence, as well as this day in order's history for New West Travel. Oh, and we will unveil our new guest who's going to join us every Thursday on Orders Now for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. We last, we lost our last guest. Brian Burke to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you know what? I have a feeling at some point we might be losing uh, the new guest in that slot one day down the road in a senior management role. But we'll just that's a little bit of a tease there for you. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7049600063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 7804960063. Brendan Escott's Twitter account is at Brendan2E's Escott2T's. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stauffer, and Stauffer's S-T-A-U-F-F-E-R. Um, and uh, it's just just on Stauffer, it reminds me, my, my older sister Kelly uh, ran for, uh, she went to Ellerslie when we lived out in Fultonvale, and she was their grade nine school president, and her uh, handle was Kelly Stauffer has lots to offer. Uh, my wife Kathleen, on the other hand, said I should have taken another offer than Bob Stoffer, but that's for another time at another place. Uh, you can reach us at Oilers Now as well. Into our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K. And we bring back to the show from the Cult of Hockey, David Staples. Hello, David. How are you? I'm good, Bob. I'm a little relieved that I'm not being asked to take over from Brian Burke in that slot. That is like major, major shoes to fill. And uh, it, it sounds like I, I'm just absolutely curious about who you're going to pick, though. But, man, Burke just crushed it. And uh, you'd also have to be a lot more – I'm not truculent. Well, not physically truculent like Burke is. I'm maybe uh, – intellectually truculent but that's big shoes to fill bob you get now do you get called intellectually truculent or on some of your political commentary do you get called intellectually devoid david uh i don't know um, yeah, i'm just busted all, it, all yeah it, every you I know what? everything we're seeing it we're seeing it today because for the listeners and i'm sure they would have heard eileen reference the fact that rush limbaugh passed away and usually when people pass away it tends to be you know, people are respectful and polite, uh, but when we're living in a time in which we have, uh, especially in the United States, this incredible, uh, I don't even know what term we would uh, use, but some might say cesspool uh, of, of 
uh, political divergence in thought, uh, he's getting absolutely crushed by uh, people to the left, and uh, there's a lot of people that aren't uh, too disappointed to see that he's gone. Of course, many people on the left would say that he was a misogynist, a, a bigot, and all those other things. Uh, what he was from a radio perspective was uh, a guy who maximized uh, his genre, and let's leave it at that. But it, it does, I, I think we're seeing maybe how the world's evolved because I forget who said it. Uh, when Peter Lougheed, uh passed away, it might have been Rex Murphy, I'm thinking, said that when Peter Lougheed died, the outpouring of emotion was incredibly positive, and it was truthful, and it was honest, because he was a true statesman. And I think we're starting to see that people are, are they're, they're not holding back anymore. If they have a feeling one way or another, they're letting her rip. You know what I'm saying, David? We live in truculent times, Bob. Yes, we there live we in go. truculent times, and I don't know if, like Peter Lougheed style, a politician, like his whole thing was when he was running to uh, beat the Socreds, was he was never going to criticize the Socreds. He was just going to say what he was going to do, and that's what he did. But I don't know if that would even work these days. Like, it just seems like uh, you, you got to be on the attack all the time, and yeah. and, it, and it's very very uh, partisan times. Well, I like uh, being on the attack when it comes to hockey. Uh, one guy that's attacking at an unbelievable rate is Connor McDavid, and I know you wrote a post uh, relative to his numbers in terms of scoring chances, and I'm just wondering, are these your personal scoring chances tracked? Are you using something like natural statric? Where are you getting this information from? And if it is yours, are you concerned that you might have a personal bias in terms of what might be a scoring chance for the Oilers versus an opposition team? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in terms of having a bias, I mean, everybody does, right? So if you're not concerned about it, if you're doing this kind of work, then, you sh- then you're then you doing it wrong. You should be concerned. So we've been doing, I've been doing this for about 10 years now, going over all the video and looking at scoring chances. And we, we have set criteria for what is a chance, what isn't a chance. And what, what it's evolved to is I do, I go through the games, all the games. I watch each scoring chance replay. I watch each chance about 10, 15 times and then, you know, assess who was, who's involved in it, who's not involved and give the guys who are involved a plus and if it's a chance against i give him a minus but then bruce mccurdy uh goes over it he actually has the veto like he he makes the final call so he thinks i got it wrong he so that's how we that's one step that we take personally to try to deal with that bias issue which is a big issue and you know this the way that we're doing it is a way that's been done by nhl coaches for for 30, 40 years, Roger Nielsen started it. The Oilers do the same work themselves. They look at the scoring chances, and they try to assess who is involved. And you will hear, hear Dave Tippett talk about, um, you know, scoring chance uh, data now and then in, in his conversation when he's talking about the team. As for McDavid, Bob, in terms of the work we do, like I've never seen him play at this high a level at even strength. He is absolutely crushing it. And he's always been such a strong attacker, but where we where I'm seeing a huge difference this year is in his defensive play. And I'm going to say, if you if you want to have a talk about an Edmonton Oilers forward who should be in the conversation for the Selkie, it should be Connor McDavid. And, and all due respect, not Leon Dreisaitl. The only reason Dreisaitl's in that conversation now is, is there, people use a very flawed stat, NHL plus minus. Goals plus minus for Drysaddle's minus or plus eleven this year, and McDavid's just plus one. But when it comes to even strength play, Connor McDavid is is just 
he, Leon Dreisel's doing fine. He's obviously a very, very good NHL center, very strong NHL center two-way play. But Connor McDavid's in a whole different galaxy right now. He's And what I like is he's always covering, or not always, but almost always covering the defensive slot. He's staying on the right side of his man in the defensive zone. He's making a real commitment to that. And he's bringing an intensity to the defensive game that I've never seen before. Yeah, well, I mean, the numbers, you know, I I think natural stat trick had him at roughly 65% of the, uh, the high-caliber scoring opportunities are on the ice. That's what the orders are getting when McDavid's out there versus about 50-50 for Dreisaitl. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, the PDO right now, and the listeners by now know what that is, that is considerably slanted in Dreisaitl's favor to start the season. Um and, and frankly, RNH and Pulley and Pulley out until the last game, Pulley had outplayed RNH over the previous two weeks. Uh, they're, you know, they haven't cashed in on all the opportunities. I actually think, David, based on the scoring chances, we are going to see Connor McDavid have a stretch where he has 12 or 13 points in three games. I think it's going to come because I think he hasn't had puck luck to this point, 5v5, that he's going to get as the season goes on. And the same goes for R&H. Like, if he stays on that line, Bob, Nugent Hopkins is getting all kinds of great shots on net, and he finally cashed in on one off that absolutely brilliant RV pass uh, last game. But Nugent Hopkins has had just terrible puck luck at even strength. He's getting all kinds of good looks. And, and to some extent, I, I do think he is miscast as a sniper on that line. Like, he, he doesn't have that one-timer shot. But um, although he got off a good one against Winnipeg last game, I have to say, on the power play, just a brilliant save by Hellebuck. But Nuge is going to score. Like all three of those guys are kind of had bad, have bad puck luck. Pulley deserves about, you know, they all deserve about three or four or five more points this year. They've just been stoned by opposition goalies. And, and, you know, I just can picture it in my head every time Nugent Hopkins has had just a brilliant chance and he hasn't been able to score because a goalie's made a big save. That's going to change over time. And um, maybe a good time to negotiate Nugent Hopkins' contract right now before he gets like 10 points in five games. Yeah, and I believe TSN's Ryan Rashog has reported in the last couple of days nothing new in that front. We stated that before. There's sort of at a there's a, a calm potentially before the storm. There. Do we know what the Oilers have in, goal, in goaltending right now? I mean, Smith's only been back for a week here. Uh, they've got some would say they got a one B and a one B. I would argue maybe there's maybe there's only five or six true number one goaltenders even in the league right now. And if you don't have one of those guys, then you're better off having a couple guys. Give me your thoughts on the Oilers' goaltending situation. Well, that one B one B comment kind of resonates, unfortunately. Um, Mike Smith uh, does have a, a great safe percentage percentage right now doesn't he's like 935 I think and he's near the top of the league but it's just in three games overall this year Bob the goaltending on the Oilers has been like I think frankly if you're talking about why this team is underperformed I think this is a very good team that should have about three more wins three or four more wins right now and the reason they don't is goaltending other goal the the simple fact is the other goalies on the other teams just are making more big saves than the owners goalies are and case in point last game with Mike Smith he was beat on four really hard shots but NHL goalies have to stop really hard shots, and they stop them three out of four times on average. He didn't stop one of the, the, the really good four really good shots. He let them all in. And that's been too often the case with Mikko Koskinen this year, where 
he's been outplayed by the other team's goalie. Uh, by my count, goalies on other teams have stolen about four games from the Oilers this year, and the Oilers have only goalies have only uh, stolen one win, and that was Mike Smith against Ottawa last week. That's the only time it's happened. Um, if, if that's the case, your team is going to be under, you know, you're going to underperform in terms of wins. And that's what the orders are doing right now. They're a better team than their one loss record, except in net. And that's what's really hurting them. David, people were looking for secondary offense from Edmonton. Uh, did you think the secondary offense was going to come from the back end right now? And I know you would have seen the tweet. The Oilers yeah. have the highest scoring defense. And granted, Edmonton's played 17 games. The Canucks have played 19. Some other teams have only played 14 and 15. But right now, Edmonton's got the highest scoring defense in the NHL. Did you see that happening in the offseason? I wouldn't have said highest scoring, no. But I, I would have thought vastly improved. Especially, um, you know, when you're when you're using both Barry and Evan Bouchard. And I thought Caleb Jones, frankly, was going to play more of a role. Uh, he still might. Slater Cuckoo has been not bad, though. But um, Tyson Barry, he's really coming on. Uh, his even strength uh, play has improved. But his passing and shooting has always been good. Right from the start of the year, his defense is picking up. And now with Bouchard, Bob, so what I'm noticing is that, you know, last year and in years previous, the Oilers hardly got through any shots from the point on net and especially any dangerous shots. But this is becoming commonplace now. Guys like Bouchard and Barry are able to get the puck through from the point and get it on net. And that's a huge difference. Then there's just the just the overall puck moving of these guys. Um, vastly improved over last year. So if you get rid of a couple players who aren't passing the puck very well, and, and Matt Benning was obviously in that category, Chris Russell's playing less this year, and you put in players like um, Barry and Bouchard, things are going to improve, but I didn't expect them to lead the league. I don't know if anybody did. You know, what's funny is you'd have guys, well, they can't defend. I mean, look at the goals against. But I... The, like, we, we have people that say that, and David, your response I'm going to sense is probably has that might have to do with the fact that the goaltenders are currently 23rd in the league with an 895 save percentage. Bob, it's, they're just not making the big saves, the goalies. And, and until they make more big saves and, and expected saves, um, the Oilers are going to just be a, hovering around 500. If they can get a run of hot goaltending, this team can make a move. I mean, they did have a really good run of games, didn't they, with six wins in, in seven. Right. Of course, they were playing the Ottawa Senators a, a little bit. but Still got to beat them. By, this still is a team beat by my, yeah, you still got to beat them. You're right, and other teams haven't beaten the Senators. So by my count, the Oilers are getting 13.2 grade-A chances a game, and they're giving up 10.4 grade-A chances a game. That should be almost the difference of a goal a game for the Oilers, and we're not seeing that right now. Their goal differential is really close. So if they can get some goaltending, and I think it really is goaltending, this team can go far, and I don't know what the answer is. Like you said yesterday, I heard you, like you don't think they can make a trade for a goalie this year. Nope. Maybe that's the case. I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, can't I, I think we need to see what having two healthy goaltenders competing and getting practice time, and, and they got to get Smith completely up and running, like what that does for them. And and and, and again, I, hey, if this was a normal year and you weren't looking at a two-week quarantine, wheel and deal. But I just think it's way too prohibitive and way too difficult at this time, and the opportunity will come in the off season to address uh, a different type of goaltender carrying forward because obviously Smith's got an expiring contract. Uh, do you think the defense will get better when they put Ethan Bear back in? 
Well, I'll tell you what, Bob, William Loggison uh, going out uh, is a huge loss. Ethan Bear has struggled this year. He's been inconsistent and, uh, you know, started off. He got he was sent to the press box. Oh, just better throw that in the other room. Um, he he got sent to the press box, and um, so he hasn't played well. But Loggison was playing very well, so I I just think the loss of Loggison and who knew this was going to happen? It could be a fairly major blow to the team because that guy is rock solid on defense. Now Ethan Bear I think can be as good a player as, as William Loggison if he comes back strong and healthy. So I'm hoping to see that. Uh, I would suggest that Bear, to this date, I, I'm comfortable in saying the Oilers' D will get upgraded when he gets back in. We'll see what happens here with Loggison. You know, we don't. I don't know if we got an update yet. He kind of jammed his wrist, so that'll be intriguing to watch. All right, David, I'm going to get you to put your uh, prediction hat on. The Oilers play Winnipeg tonight and then Calgary back to back over the next uh, three games over this week. What's going to happen? I think they're going to beat Winnipeg tonight. Um, they outchanced the Jets 15 to 10 last game, and they had there was a huge gap in the goaltending. So um, I, I think that tonight it's going to come back a little bit. I think Mike Smith's going to have a bounce back performance. I've noticed that he usually does that he, if he has a bad game. Although there was that stretch in December where that, <laughs> that wasn't the case yeah. last December, but I don't think he's injured right now. And I think that that he uh, looks so sharp and um, just didn't have. It wasn't his game last game. I think he's going to come back and have a good game, and the Oilers are going to win tonight. And and the Flames game. Uh, the orders, uh, that's again, where the goal. That's, that's where really the, close. That's where the goaltending, like Markstrom, has flat out won them games. He, and I didn't yeah. want the seven-year term on Markstrom. That scares me. Uh, but I, you know, and he got six times six with the Flames. But he's a major reason why they're in the position they're in right now. Yeah, and so it's 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 hard to pick it when two teams are fairly even. It's kind of you you might want to pick yeah. the team with the with the goalie as the favorite. So I would say the Flames are favored in that game, but they're very even teams, and uh, the Oilers could easily win that game. But I, I think they're going to win one out of two at least. So um, and I think that will probably be tonight. All right, David. As always, uh, thank you for your time. How can people follow you? Uh, they can Google the cult of hockey and go there, and are on Twitter for the hockey stuff is at D Staples. Thanks, Great Bob. stuff. You bet. That's David Staples. All right, into our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, can uh, you comment on the horrific start by Alexis Lafreniere? We'd like to hear your thoughts on whether you think it, uh, that it's anything to worry about. Uh, he's got one goal. That's it. One goal, 1.14 games for the Rangers. They seem to have some younger guys that aren't killing it, like Kako's having a tough go there, too. They don't have an overly – I mean, it's first-time NHL head coaching experience for David Quinn, came out of college. Uh, Panarin got – I'm not sure he's returned yet for the Rangers. To be honest, I wasn't focused on the Rangers and the Islanders last night. That wasn't the game that I was watching. I was watching Pittsburgh and Washington. I think he'll be fine. But to be frank with you, I thought he would be at least as impactful as Taylor Hall. Uh, Taylor Hall had, I think, one goal and two points in his first eight games, then got going. And uh, Lafreniere, again, just the one goal in 14 games so far. North Division Report coming up next here on Oilers Now. It is brought to you Monday, Wednesday, Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chat. Dreisaitl with the second most multiple point game so far this season. He has seven. NHL scoring leader Connor McDavid leads the way with nine. McDavid needs one more point for 500 in his career. He would get that done in 369 career games. 
basically averaging 1.35 points per game, which was the same as Crosby to start his career. Crosby is now at about 1.28. He had that stretch after he had the concussions where numbers dropped. I think this year, uh, Sydney's got about 12 and 14 games, 12 points in 14 games. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service. Sakita business as well. Brentridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Let's put it this way. The guys at Brentridge, they know a little about hockey. They know a lot about cars and trucks and those sort of things. And Ford is built for you. I'm in a 2021 F-150, and uh, they uh, help out a, a vehicle neophyte like myself on a regular basis, especially Johnny at Brentridge. Spend some time with me to show me how everything works. So let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich... And the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, lend a hand, you can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or at brentridge.com. As we go in to our North Division Report, brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Here's Brendan Escott. All right, well, Toronto, by virtue of points accumulated, is actually sitting atop the NHL right now, despite the fact that they have dropped their last two games. They did pick up some points against Ottawa, but uh, certainly coughed up that uh, 5-1 lead that they did have. So they've uh, they've actually played 16 games here. That's more than most teams in the American divisions, and uh, that's, that's, again, why they're 24 points are up at the top. Montreal right behind them. They've got uh, 20 points through 15 games played. Uh, nine wins there. Nine wins for Winnipeg. Nine wins as well for Edmonton, but the Oilers have played two more games than both Montreal and Winnipeg. So the Oilers holding down that last playoff spot in the north. No teams really streaking right now, Bob. A lot of uh, lot of wins and losses mixed around in the entire division. Calgary in fifth. Vancouver with the most games played in the NHL so far. Nine 19 of them, but just 15 points. And we know that Ottawa is trying to turn things around in the basement. They are 4-12-1 on the year with the Leafs on deck next. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. Again, that's the North Division, uh, Division Report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. 12, uh, no, it's 129 in Edmonton. 129. John Shannon is coming up for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we're also going to tease you. Uh, well, we're not going to tease you anymore. We're going to tell you who's replacing uh, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.